0: Shalom brothers, sisters, we live in a culture and in a world that's full of desires, full of passions. I want to read to you something that Paul said. It's just been on my heart recently. He says in Philippians four, verse 11, now that I'm speaking of being in need for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And this is the secret. He says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know, what Paul is saying is, look, I have had times where I was poor. I had little I had struggles and there were times that I abounded. I had plenty. I was blessed. But yet I have learned that there is one thing that all of it has in common with one another, that no matter where I am in my life and what I am facing and how much I have, it remains a God who strengthens me. You know, it's become so easy, especially when we feel blessed and things are going well, to feel like we are what strengthens us that we are what carries us. And then and when something goes wrong, we make a mistake because that's usually how things go wrong with us. We sin, we fall. Because we take our eye off him. And then we have to learn it all over again, what it means to be content, even when everything is taken away from us. You know, when we look at the Psalms, I want to read to you as well a famous chapter that many of you know. And uh, we read in Psalm 23, a psalm of David The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters, He restores my soul, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And David is speaking about how when he has the Lord. Listen to this. People don't get this This is what he actually is saying is, is when he has the Lord, there is nothing more to want. When he has Yeshua, there's nothing more to want, even, you know, when we when we are brought as low as low and we are stripped to the bone, there is nothing we have on us no cloak to cover our nakedness no coin to buy some bread when we are at our most desperate place of despair i shall not want because he is all sufficient for me whether i am brought low or taken up high i shall not want because Here's the reality, and and I don't know if you can connect with this, but I certainly can, is, is I don't deserve anything that is good. Like, how can I want, how can I desire when I know how broken I would be without him? when I know that it is only because of what he has done, when it is only because of his sacrifice for me, that I could even be anything or say anything that is good. Brothers and sisters, we sometimes think of ourselves as, as being so self-sufficient of righteousness and of ourselves, that we are the ones who make ourselves so good and we deserve everything that this world has to offer. We deserve wealth. We deserve, you know what, what I deserve. You take my smallest sin. My widest lie or whatever I have done in my life, take the smallest one you can find. The one that everyone would probably look at and say, "Ah, that's nothing. And for that sin, I deserve to be separated. I deserve to be separated from him forever because of that sin. And you might wonder, why am I crying? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm crying because of his love for me, for you. I'm crying because Yeshua's death, burial and resurrection has made a way for me to be with him. And if you don't cry about that, you just haven't got it yet. You just haven't. It's just you. It hasn't gotten into your heart yet. See. When you really understand. The love of God. It grips you and. And especially when you've made a mistake in your life that you can look back on and, and I'm talking big or small, it doesn't matter. And you look at that mistake and and you look at God and it's like, God, you are so holy. And this mistake is so unholy, this sin that I have, right, that you have, that we all have been covered in because of our choices. We look at that and we look at God and all I can see is incompatibility. And with all that in mind, and I I see what he's done for me to reunite me with the father that I can one day stand with him face to face because I have simply trusted. And I have taken a hold of what Yeshua has done for me. I shall not want anything else. I don't even want to ask for anything else. Because. He didn't even need to do that. And I wouldn't even be qualified to ask for anything else. But he did it for me and for you. He cleansed us. And he allowed us in his presence. I shall not want. And when you experience this revelation and you understand that he has given you this. It brings you to a place where even if you have. Challenges and trials and tribulations and persecutions and all the things that the Bible promises will happen to us. You know how the disciples were able to live through those things. It's because they were so satisfied in Yeshua and what he has done for them, that anything else they could face because they were empowered by what he has done for them. And they did not feel that they had a right. To anything except for what God has put in their life. And so this recognition of our state is a means of gaining freedom from ourselves and our fears because we get completely satisfied in his will for us. You know, we fear that we will lose something. We will we fear that we will not be accepted, but rejected instead. We we fear that Um, people will think of us this and that way or. But when you understand that he is enough, then none of those things matter except that he is enough. Then you get deliverance from those fears. I shall not want. What do you want is my question. Father, I pray, Lord, for everyone who's listening, Lord, that you would help us to be just completely satisfied in you. Lord, help us to look at your sacrifice and be fulfilled in what you've done for us. I pray, Lord, that you would pierce the hearts of everyone listening. With your love and revelation of what you've truly done, because, Lord, I think, Father, that. So often your gospel, what you've done for us, has become a theological study, but we haven't actually grasped it with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Lord, help us to see you for who you truly are, and to see what you've given us for what it truly is, whether in plenty or in lesser. I pray this name, Yeshua. I mean, Shalom. Thank you for joining me.